and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.catherineplano.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Rachel Skoltik, the angel medium, intuitive energy therapist and author. Rachel is an expert in angels, healing and energy. She teaches how connecting to a high source can heal and change your life. And this all came about after one morning, a strange voice ordered her to stop her car on a windy mountain road. Yet there was no one in her car. And at that time, she didn't know anything about angels. But that very moment saved Rachel from a potential tragic accident. And that was the catalyst which seemed to awaken her psychic hearing and invited the angels into her life. Over the coming years, Rachel kept hearing that voice, found feathers daily and had other unexplained events that she knew in her heart of hearts someone was looking out for her but she didn't know who or what. Through a synchronicity, Rachel went to a seminar about angels and all her questions were answered. The following day, she had another miracle which cemented her faith. It's now time to open your heart chakra and let some love and light in. Enjoy this insightful conversation. So welcome to Rachel Skull Talk. Today we have an amazing, beautiful soul healing uh, angel with us. So we were just having this conversation uh, and talking about angels and intuition and energy. And I thought we better start recording this conversation because it was getting um, very inspirational. So how are you today, Rachel? I'm great. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me on. No. So we were just having a conversation, maybe it's for our listeners, so we can start uh, talking a little bit about your book and how it came about. Yeah, yeah. And um, Well, my book is called My Life with Angels, How You Can Access the Healing and Wisdom of the Angels. And we were just talking about how, you know, just the angels and working with energy and understanding um, little bits of metaphysics can really help everybody in their lives, even if they don't want to be completely um, immersed in it immersed in woo-woo <laughs> yes yes and so Rachel how did it come about what inspired you to write your book well this is my second book um the first book I wrote was was about protecting your energy like energy protection techniques for sensitive people and um but ever since you know I started my healing business 15 years ago um because of an event that happened to me an angel intervention that happened to me in my car and um 
over the years of building my little business and all the things that happened ever since then, um, quite a story has come out of it. And and it was actually my angels. I was actually guided uh, to write the book and because I was feeling a bit stuck. I was feeling like my business was going well, but I wasn't feeling as fulfilled as I, I, I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And I felt like something was missing. And lots of um, coaches that I've worked with and, and business consultants had encouraged me to downplay the angelic spiritual side of my business and to sort of up, you know, really talk about being a therapist and, and maybe the energy work, not to be too woo-woo. And that was actually affecting me. I wasn't feeling good because I wasn't really being who I was, you know, because the, the main players in my healing work and my readings are the angels and they, they are what guided me to what I do today. So um, I was praying and meditating and asking for help. And I got the message, write a book. And they gave me the title, My Life with Angels. Hmm. And, um, yeah, so I did. <laughs> yeah. And so w- when did you first interact with your angels? What was that pivot point for you that um, made you realize that they're here to work with us? Well, the first, the very first interaction I, I had that was conscious of, of being with working with angels was um, was I was in my my car driving down the Great Dividing Range between um, Walker at the top of the range and Warhope at the bottom, and I was driving home from the Tamworth Country Music Festival, and a voice told me to stop my car, and this voice just said stop very loudly, male voice. I was on my own in the car, I had my music playing, there was no one else on the road. And I slowed right down and wound my window down and um, there was no one there. So I kept going and then the voice came again, even louder, stop. So I slowed down to a crawl and round the next bend there was a multiple car crash. And had I kept going at the speed I was going out on a wet road, I would have plowed into the cars that and the people that were in the road. So um, that introduced me to the fact that there was there was someone there and then over the course of coming months, I was getting that voice and a lot more sort of signs and strange events happening. And that I ended up going to a seminar with Doreen Virtue. Um, and Doreen Virtue was teaching about angels and everything she said in that seminar said, you know, everything that had been happening to me, the signs of angels. And um, she talked about asking them for help. So that's what I started to do. and. Um, and and it worked. <laughs> I started mm. to get help with my life. Yeah. So that's I mean that's a very that's the very very beginning. I didn't know a thing about angels until then. Mm. And it's and it's um just from my experience and we were talking about this before too working with your angels. Sometimes it's about being open to the science. It's not always a voice, is it? Sometimes it could be no. the lyrics in a song or it could be a sign you know on a bill post or it could be it could be anything. Mm. It could even be sometimes uh, you know, a, a symbol. That's right. Yeah, it, it's 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 personal, really, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. like sometimes you're asking for help with something, and there'll be a, a synchronistic experience where someone will come up and start talking to you about the 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 course that you're thinking about putting out there, or the the job that you want to go for, or you might see some, an ad in the paper, or a book comes to you. You know, the, the it, it's yeah, it can be any variety of things. I've seen, you know, the word angel on the side of a truck. And I said, angels, give me a sign, you know, and a, a truck's whizzed past me with angel written on the side of it, you know, never seen it since and had never seen that before. So it's like 
these signs and symbols come from, you know, into our real experience, our physical experience, to let us know that they're there, that they're hearing us, that they're they're helping us. Sorry, I'm just having a bit of a choke. <clears throat> oh, okay. excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so going back with angels, what would be some of the angels that you work with? <clears throat> so I work with Archangel Michael. And um, that's the, the primary angel that I call on as, you know, as soon as I open my healing room door in the morning, I, I ask Archangel Michael to be here and to work through me and with me. And Archangel Michael's the um, protection angel, I guess. And he also carries the sword of light, which which um, cuts away or chases away negative energies, negative vibes, negative attachments. So I work with him in my healing room. So if I've got a client here or a client on Skype and, and needs to cut away attachments, you know, to negative painful experiences or um, relationships, yeah, you might have a cord at your throat. <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm wondering whether this is all happening <laughs> for a happening? reason. <clears throat> it's never happened to me, actually. No, hasn't it? No, but I'll go with it because obviously um, uh, an angel is clearing my throat right now. <clears throat> That's it. I always yeah. also I ask Archangel Raphael, that's what I'm asking for for you at the moment, yeah. to, to clear your throat. Yeah. Um, I actually do, I do that. I do a lots of work with Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Gabriel, um, and Archangel Ural and um, Archangel Metatron. So they're wow. the main ones that I tend to work with and have done since I, I can ever remember. I've always – I've grown up um, – I don't know whether it comes from my mother because <clears throat> we do have when there's this thing that um, we have that, for example, if you feel like you've just had a run of bad luck and there's one thing after another that just doesn't go right, we have this little prayer where we light the candle for seven days. We do this prayer to Archangel Michael and mm. literally it just lifts the, the, the cloud. You know, that's how we describe yeah. it. Wow, that's that's beautiful. And you do that in your your home, like in your family. Yeah, we your do that as a family. That. We've got this one prayer that we have had for I, for as long as I can remember that we've always used. But we, it's invoking that's Archangel cool. always. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's lovely. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So there's another thing I wanted to ask you. You talked about protection. Your first book is in regards to protection. I, I'd like to sort of unpack that one a little bit too because um, I'm intrigued. Because I remember one time I was away and somebody said to me, um, it was a teacher actually, said to me, Catherine, if you, because I used to be big on protection, he said, if you actually think you need protection, you will need protection. If you think you don't need protection and you just allow things to flow through you, you won't need protection. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I, I really get that. And I, I'm really, I'm conscious that when we talk about energy protection, that we're not putting, you know, I'm not putting fear out there that like, oh my God, there's something to, I've got to protect myself against. But I do, I, I mean, energy protection really, really has worked for me. And it's one of the things that really saved me because I'm, I'm an empath. I'm, I'm really super sensitive to energy and to people's emotions and the atmosphere in a room or a location, you know. So, um, when I learned to protect my energy using light, it I see it more as a filter, as in it sort of helps me to still still feel and and I feel, you know, 
I, I'm still feeling everything, but I'm not taking it on. And I think that's the one thing with, with sensitives is that with these loving, compassionate, open heart, you sometimes want to take everything on from people. Yeah. And, and you know this, you know, as well being in coaching and helping people with their lives, you're working with the energy that they're releasing, you know, the pain or the struggle or the block or whatever, as well as, you know, bringing in the positive energy for them. Yeah. So I, I agree. And I've, I really like the prayer of, you know, thank you um, for helping me to feel safe or protecting me rather than saying, you know, please protect me against. So I guess yeah. it is a bit of a mind. It is a mindset. Mm. But I do I do think having spoken to people in different cultures as well and indigenous cultures, it's about recognizing energy as being real mm. and having different forms of energy and different densities of energy you know and when we're aware of it it's just, I guess it's just like going out in the rain with an umbrella you, it's not you're not scared of the rain but you know it's there and you don't want to get wet <laughs> so true so yeah so yeah I, I that's why I wrote my book because a lot of my clients that were coming to me were, were sensitive too and a lot of their struggles were because they weren't aware of and conscious of how energy was affecting them so mm. I was teaching them how to how to manage their energy mm. so, and, so and be aware of it. this is something that we talk about quite often it's there's the difference between when you're asking there's almost like a sense of desperation when you're saying yes. thank you there's there's faith there's like thank yes. you it's 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 a very different energy it is, isn't it? I love that putting it that way. That there's faith when you say thank you. Yeah, and it's it's acknowledging that it's already there instead of acknowledging lack or scarcity or emptiness. Mm. So yeah, you're being one with what you're asking for instead of yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what Rachel, happened? what's the best part of what you do? I think the best part is um, is when when people come back to me and say that. That, that they've started talking to their angels or what I've, you know, what has come out in their session or their healing or has, has helped them and has it, and, and it's an empowered help, you know, rather mm. than feeling like they're, um, yeah. So that's, that's the best part. I was thinking about that today as somebody um, contacted me about something that I'd said and I hadn't even realized I'd said it in the session, you know, but that, that was the trigger that helped them to, to realize something to release, a block and, and make a change and I think that is the best thing whether it's through teaching or healing or a, a book it doesn't matter mm. so Rachel for our listeners what if they wanted to get in touch with you what kind of things would they come and see you for like because you talk about doing healings and so forth uh, what would be some of the things that you actually work with apart from clearing it, my throat by the way yeah thank you <laughs> yeah, I thank the angels for that one thank you um I think the um, people who are stuck, I guess, when, when I do Skype sessions and, and the um, I do a, a set amount of in-person sessions, so that's that's usually healing. I, I really um, I don't do readings so much in person anymore. I do them as a recording. But people who are feeling stuck and they don't know what the block is or they know what the block is but they don't know how to make a change, um, you know, it's it's – it's having that um, someone to have a different perspective, but also to I can see and sense and read the energy and help them to to get really clear mm -hmm. on what it is that that um, 
give them insight as to what's going on, but also help them to clear it. Because everything, as you know, everything has an energy. Yeah. So you don't have to talk about it for hours and hours. You can actually release whatever that block is. Mm-hmm. And it could be unconscious. It could be coming from outside. It could be, you know, any, anything and helping to release that block so that they can, they can move forward. So that's really, I guess, with the sky for the healing sessions. Mm-hmm. And readings, readings can be about anything. But I guess, again, it's the same, like feeling stuck, not being clear, not really knowing what to do to make the change. Mm. And I, I'm, I'm a big believer. I'm not into fortune telling because I think our future isn't already written in stone and that um, we change it. We affect it by our thoughts, our beliefs, our expectations. And so I love giving people the angels guidance as to how they can make the change, how they can bring about, manifest what it is that they want or oh. release what they don't. Yeah. Mm. And so with your readings, they're, so they're recorded, which is interesting. I've, I've never come across that. So they're, um, and you, your readings are with angel cards, working with the angels, that kind of thing. Like, what about if, uh, for example, somebody had specific questions, do they email them to you in advance and then you do a reading or do you just read whatever comes through for that individual? I get them to send me questions because I love to have a direction. Yes, to go in because being an energy um, intuitive, I'm really, um, I, you know, everybody's got different layers in their energy field. And so I can read people, but it tends to, um, you, I, I like to get to the point of what it is that they really, really want. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I get, they, they usually make the booking and then send me four questions or five questions and, and I'll, I'll record it. And I found since I've started working with that, I, I'm a lot clearer Mm. the answers come more quickly because of being an empath I think and after years and years of doing this stuff um, having people in person sometimes for reading is is a little bit difficult because the um, the things that come up well one you you end up talking a lot more than (laughs) reading sometimes giving you know between the two of you therapy sort of talk and also it's just sort of getting through the layers of that energy and the anxiety or the fear or whatever's in the way. So I can, I, I'm a lot clearer being separate from the person. Mm, I love that and it makes so much sense. It really does. So obviously, <laughs> Rachel, you do this for a living. You write books or you've, you've got two books. You do your healings. Uh, you do your readings. So with the benefits of hindsight, would you have done anything differently in your life or career? Um, I probably, in a way, I look back and I think, oh my gosh, I really did do it the hard way in a lot of ways. As in, I just went, okay, I know what I'm going to do. And I'm, I was living in a rural village, miles away from anything. (laughs) And I set up my little healing room and that was it. That was what I was going to do. When I, when I look back, I think, oh, you know, I could have made it easier on myself by maybe going to a bigger town or getting a part-time job, but really everything I did gave me a really huge life lesson. And so, you know, the first couple of years of being, of struggling, really the angels came in and taught me how to attract clients through the law of attraction, through metaphysics. And I learned so much through the, what I did. I don't think I would do it differently. Would you be open to share that with our listeners? Cause I'm sure they're very curious as how did you work with the law of attraction? Well, I, by doing everything wrong to start off with, it was, 
I started to learn that what I, what I was doing. So I'm, I have a background in marketing. I used to do event management and music management when I was in the UK. So I had lots of marketing ideas, but I didn't have any money. When when I first set up my business, my marriage split up, and there was um, and I had no other form of income. So it was really like sink or swim. And um, I had to learn to attract clients through, um, you know, the physical means of like putting notices on notice boards and sending out um, brochures and newsletters and building my mailing list, which was really powerful. But also I had to get my energy right. So I had to be um, get my mindset in focusing on service rather than, oh, I need five clients this week so I can pay the rent and buy food. You know, as soon as I put my attention on I need the money, the, the clients would, would disappear. When I put my attention on how can I help, I would start to attract people. Mm. It was it became really obvious because I was living so close to the bone when it came to money and, and um, you know, surviving. <laughs> so um, also I learned to, to, even when I didn't have clients, I went into my healing room. I offered um, people one-off free sessions in mm-hmm. exchange for feed for feedback because the angels taught me that work creates work mm. and putting my energy into that energy room was building the energy up of, of me being a healer and, and I was getting valuable practice, but I was also creating the right energy to attract people. Mm. Um, so that worked on a physical level because people spoke about it and they told their friends and they came, but also it worked on an energy level because I was putting out there that I was serious about what I wanted to do and my, you know, I was sending radiating healing vibes, I guess. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I had to learn to let go too, because I have a tendency to work too much. And um, when I overdid it or pushed myself too much, I, I started to block as well. Mm. So I had to learn to take breaks and let go. <laughs> mm. And then when I took breaks, then people would ring, you know, and I'd yeah. be, instead of sitting at my computer for 12 hours a day going, what can I do? So, yeah, it was a very step-by-step learning in the moment, but um, really valuable stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. The energy is like that. It's in the giving that we receive. And when we don't stop to receive, for example, because we're working uh, like crazy and working really hard and it's almost like you're pushing it away from you, you're creating this energy vortex that it's only mm. when you stop that you're allowing it to come to you and receive. And that's, that's it. really yeah. important to that's, – that's a big lesson I think for all of us to be able to stop enough or pause long enough to receive because everything's so, so fast-paced. Yeah, that's right. And everything is go, go. Like you could literally, I mean, sometimes I think I could be on my phone all night if I let it, if yeah. I let myself. Mm. And I, it, it, you know, and you can, and I, I had to learn the lesson too of, you know, that you can't do everything. Mm. Like you can't be on every blog and every, <laughs> every, you know, all of the rules that I don't know if it's so bad now because I've disengaged from it, but all of the rules that are out there about how much you're supposed to post on social media and stuff like that could drive a person crazy and had nothing to do with what I was actually trying to put out there. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a healer. I want to do my healing. I don't want to be on the computer all the time. Yeah, I hear you so. loud and clear, darling. I'm right there yeah. with you. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned intuition. I'd like to to um, maybe talk around intuition. What is intuition and how does one empower their intuition? I like what Louise Hay says about intuition. She calls it her inner ding. 
in that when you are on the right track or you're, you know, you're, you're in alignment with your soul, you're in alignment with what the divine or your higher self wants for you and it's right for you and it's for your highest good, your body, your emotions, your feelings, everything starts to tell you that that, that is right or that it's wrong if you're, if you're off track. Mm. So you have gut feelings. Your body tells you. I think anxiety a lot of the time is is intuition, you know, about not only about what may be going on on the outside, but maybe about the thoughts that we're thinking. Your body's giving you direct feedback, mm. and I think yeah, intuition is is your. I think our body and our emotional feelings and even our thoughts, if used in the right way and understood, is is like a an antenna. And it's constantly giving you feedback about what's good for you, what's not good for you, what's right, you know, what's going to take you off track. Mm. Yeah. And I think when you tune into it, you start to get like a directory, if you like, of, you know, goosebumps to me is I'm on the right track or that's a message from my angels. You know, Mm. someone will say something and you just go goosebumps. This is right for me. Um, But a knotted stomach and anxiety is like, nah. (laughs) Run, yeah. get away! Don't be go, don't go there. Yeah, so true. And it's it's one of those things. It's it's um. I was having this conversation today. Actually, it's sometimes you uh you you feel it like intuitively. It doesn't matter where you feel it. it. Could be in your gut. You know you've got to make a decision, but then your mind gets in the way and starts talking logic mm. and says, "No, Catherine, why don't you give it some more time and maybe digest over it, maybe sleep on it, you know?" And then this goes on and on and on, and you have this this inner dialogue with yourself and this inner conflict that when you actually finally make a decision, it just, it just releases and you feel uh, mm. free of it, you know, and it's like, wow, I could have released myself of this inner conflict months ago, but it was just yeah. about, I was getting in my way of making a decision. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Your own, sometimes it's guilt Mm. You know, so you, you know, it's it, you second guess it exactly. Yeah. You you logic logic or overrides it, and then you you go. And, but actually, you know, and and we're always learning, aren't we? Whether mm. we've Constant. whether we make the right decision or we don't, <laughs> it's a lesson. <laughs> so oh. you just go, oh, okay, that was my intuition. Absolutely. I'll listen next time. Yeah, and mm. I, I think the d- the day I'll stop learning, I'll be well and truly. I will turn to light. Yes, I would have checked out of the planet. Yes. That's it. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. So, Rachel, every we talk to a lot of women in business and entrepreneurs and there's always pain points. We all have pain points. So what would be some of your biggest pain points in, in business? I think the um, – I guess the biggest struggle I had was um, keeping keeping the business going, you know, living in a rural area, a country area, and and keeping the flow of clients coming to me you know because that was my main source of income and um I guess constantly reminding people that I existed and um having those hairy weeks when you go oh my gosh there's no one booked in there's no one booked in what am I going to do but um yeah I've you know it's that's a learning curve too I Mm. think learning learning um how to how to do it and how not to panic when it's when it it doesn't always it isn't always a full diary you know 
Mm, and that, and that's a good one, panic, because that's once again, if you respond or react in a panic way, you're actually once again pushing it away from you because you're you're creating this, yeah. creating this invisible wall uh, for that you're know, receiving more clients, I guess. But, but being in rural, I mean, I, I'm sure you could, uh, you know, like I, I went to um, Mind, Body, Spirit. Uh, I don't know if you, you know, do these kind of things or maybe talking or doing some Skype mm. sessions. Like I said, it, it is, a, it would be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's that doing events really does make a difference. And, um, you know, I just, I guess I learned, I learned that. And, and also just, um, being able to use the internet, like when I first started, I didn't, and and that just stretch, you know, through the net wider mm. because I didn't have to just rely on local, um, local people knowing about me. Yeah, because um, yeah. what you do is very, very unique. It's psychic healing. So you know, for for those that are out there that are listening uh, to this interview right now, or two women having a conversation. Uh, you know, they might be in that same situation. So what would you say would be the number one reason that uh, people in your kind of business uh, fail to succeed? I, th- I, The people that I've met that started and then, then stopped for whatever reason was because they did panic, I think, because they, they um, uh, maybe did struggle to start off with and then, and then found it really difficult. So I think um, having a really open mind to being able to market yourself, you know, I, so many people have said to me before, like, I'm really good at the healing, but I hate marketing or I hate putting myself out there. And I think that goes with the territory because being a sensitive person, you know, not always the most, um, the, I, I think we've even maybe come through with some past life hangups, you know, about mm. money. Yeah. <laughs> and and, um, you know, because in past, you know, I guess healers in the tribe, in Indigenous tribes, they were taken care of by the tribe. In, you know, it, it, it wasn't, it, what, money wasn't a thing. Mm. And now we have to, we, we have to function and, and pay our bills and, and all the rest of it. So there's lots of stuff around money, I think, with, with uh, healers and, and also, yeah, what, um, not wanting to market them, themselves but I think because there's that cliche that it's salesy and it's wrong and you shouldn't be asking for money for your gifts and all that kind of stuff. All that kind of stuff was said to me in the beginning and, and it's just all rubbish. <laughs> because, yeah, it's yeah. true. And, I mean, money is just an exchange of energy really, isn't it? Because, I mean, back in the days Easter barter, I mean, you give me a healing, I'll give you a chicken or, you know, you fix up my yeah. car and I'll make you, you know. So it's it, there was always an exchange. It's just now we just have notes and coins. That's right, exactly, mm. and and you know I've noticed I used to give a lot of stuff away and and um, sessions I'm talking about, yeah. and I still love to give to people you know as much as I can I, you know in the session, but something has to be exchanged because yeah. otherwise I f- I find that the the person doesn't go away with the same they don't either don't place a value on the healing or they don't fully receive it if they haven't exchanged for it. That's true. There has to be an energy exchange, yeah. Mm. I learned that lesson very on um, uh, about doing lots of things for free 
but then there was never mm. an exchange. And now, even if I do uh, at no cost, there has to be an exchange. So I always talk mm. about it has to be an even exchange of energy. Otherwise, it's it's. I think for for me, and I'm sure for some of our listeners, it's all about self worth as well. Am I worthy? Yes. Because it depends. If you do have money blocks, we all have them, and we don't mm. know where they come from. They could be our parent programming, but could be part of our DNA. Who knows? Um, but we do all have them. It's then how do we work with them? But being aware of them, and I guess that's one thing that um, you could work with, I guess. Do you work with money block? Do people come and say to you, you know, for, for some reason every time money comes my way, I sabotage or I get it in the way, could you help me? Yes, I do. I do work with people with that and I, and, and with healers in particular seem to um, seem to approach me about that because, yeah, like you say, it can come from anywhere and – that it's just a like you say you're not placing a, enough value on yourself and if you're always giving it away then then you know what the the deficit happens within you you end up drained mm. you end up you know giving your own energy away because you haven't placed any value on it that's right so yeah i i have worked and i, I sort of i i do a um intuitive energy and angel therapist training course and um, part of that is building a spiritual business. And I do a whole module on prosperity and manifesting and releasing those blocks because mm. I think, yeah, um, there's some. It's I don't, I don't. Maybe it is across the board with other businesses as well. But I think givers, whether you're a coach or a healer or you know, whether you're doing something spiritual or or not, there's this sort of just this want to give. Mm. Yeah. And and yeah. And uh, learning, and and, and by and, and by giving, you're actually giving your power away. It's it's yeah. energy, right? And if you're not receiving it in some way, shape, or form, eventually you will get burnt out. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, Rachel, as we uh, love to ask our women of inspiration as we wrap up the show, what would be that one word that best describes your personal brand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. I think healing. I, I love the word. I love angels as well, you know, angels mm. or healing. I don't know. Am I allowed to have two? <laughs> you, you can have two. I, I was going to say angels or healing. Absolutely. You can have two. Oh, right. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> and Rachel, the other thing we do as we also wrap up is we always ask our woman of inspiration to leave our listeners with three shiny golden nuggets. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today? I would love to remind everybody to ask their angels for help with everything, with anything, whenever you feel stuck. And I, I really think, like, don't worry about whether you believe in them or not to start off with. You could just see it as calling to the universe or to your higher self or, you know, but ask for help because that opens your energy, makes you more receptive and brings brings in solutions, you know, divine guidance, signs, whatever. Let yourself be surprised. And I think healing yourself you know doing what it takes to let go of the past and the blame and the shame and the trauma and you know those things can really keep us stuck mm -hmm. those energies everybody's got stuff but really taking steps to let it go is is you know can empower you and get you out of feeling stuck and feeling um boosting your own self-power you know and and letting go of old self-esteem issues and also trusting those gut feelings, like we said, you know, mm -hmm. listening to it. Even if even if you notice it and go, oh, okay, I'm feeling something else here, 
that's a step in the right direction because the more you listen to it, the louder it gets. Mm. And the, yeah. I love all three of them. And Rachel, you know, the one that actually um, I was thinking of too for our listeners is sometimes we actually try to uh, heal our own self, you know, when it comes to maybe, you know, uh, any past traumas or sabotaging yourself. You know, sometimes it's just as easy or quick, a quick fix Mm. to see someone like you to get a healing uh, to help you through that. So you, you don't have to actually do it on your own. Is that right? Yeah, I agree with that. And and not from the perspective of, you know, marketing or anything, but from the perspective of when you need healing, sometimes you need someone to facilitate that, to be a witness to it, to who can see things in a different way and reframe them for you mm. and who can actually pull that energy out of you. You know, sometimes we, people are walking around stuck for years with some lump of energy in them that, that you know, that as soon as they're willing to let it go, will go with the help of a good healer. Yeah, so true. I so, mean, I, I've I've seen yeah. so many, you know, whether um, any forms of healing over my time, and I think it's purely because mm. there's no way I could have done it myself. And you know, sometimes, um, you know, I don't know if you're into. Have you heard of attachments? That we have attachments. Yes. So yeah. Yes. So sometimes we can go into a, a public environment that you know. Um, might not be aligned with who we are and and sometimes we get these attached energies that we're not even aware of that actually um almost like energy vampires and then we wonder why yes. we are exhausted and tired and then you mm. go and see healing all of a sudden they say you've got an attachment and it's like oh yeah. wow no wonder i've been behaving or talking like this it, i haven't felt myself for quite some time that's a really good point. And, and then when you walk out of that healing room, you feel 100%. You feel your energy and your passion and your joy come back. And, you, yeah, you, you may not, well, you know, those kind of attachments don't want to be seen. So you're not mm. going to see it, and, and, uh, whereas a trained healer could, yeah. So, if you, yeah, if you're not feeling good, it is good to get, to get someone else's healing and mm. uh, attention and, yeah, focus on you. And attachments yeah. are quite common, aren't they? They are. They are. Mm. It's not something, Elia, it, it's, it's like we were talking before about protection. That's one of the reasons why energy protection is so important, mm. you know, protecting your energy and keeping your vibe high and positive and light. Mm-hmm. But they are and they can really have a strong effect on people. Yeah. Um, and, and and from a physical, you know, like always, it's just creating boundaries, isn't it? That's all. So when you're talking about yes. protection, it's like we talk about physical boundaries. You know, there's certain – you have certain limitations around you, what you will accept and not accept. So from an energy mm. standpoint, it's the same thing, isn't it, really? You're creating boundaries yes. that so that it's protecting you. That's right. And I think because we don't get energy training – not everybody gets energy training from a young age – we're not, our energy can be unruly and out there and, and, you know, dragging around like a big trawler net, mm. <laughs> you know, and you go in the supermarket or the pub or the hospital and you end up with these things in your energy field. And where, when you learn to protect your energy and pull your energy in and manage it, you, you have more tar- energy and you feel better in, in yourself. You, you, you know, Lots of people have all sorts of symptoms because they've got these attachments or because their energy is all over the place. Mm, so true. So, Rachel, how can our listeners find you? What's the best place? On my website, I guess, is the easiest place, which is rachelskulltalk.com. Mm. Um, and my, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I use Facebook and Instagram most of all. I post a daily reading, um, card reading on Instagram and Facebook, and I do a weekly YouTube video reading 
angel reading. Um, and But everything also goes on my website as well. So mm. that's probably the easiest way to get hold of me. I love it. When you're saying readings, are you doing just readings as in what comes through or readings to what readings about what? It's like a ra- I pull a random card every day with the intention of, you know, this is for the highest good of whoever reads it. Mm, and okay. then I, 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 I'm a channel, so I channel the message. I just, I just, I don't just write what card meaning is. Whatever comes through, I write. So yeah. they're quite. Um, and then I, my weekly video reading I do on YouTube, I just, I, I do the same really. I randomly select three cards and um, I talk about what the angel's message is for the week ahead. And because, you know, we're going through big energy shifts at the moment and we're affected by the, you know, the world consciousness and the yep. planets and our own energy. And, and so there's themes, but I always think even if there's just a sentence in that reading that is for, you know, is going to help somebody, yep. the angels will guide them to it. They'll see it, they'll read it or they'll hear it. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for your time, your energy. Thank you for coming on the show. I've loved it. Every minute of You're it. You're welcome. Thank you so much. I've loved it too. We could probably talk for ages. Absolutely, <laughs> for ages. Yeah, yes. Thank you. Energy. Thank you so much. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. If you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care.